Hi, welcome to a very, very special edition of the School Life podcast here today. Uh, I'm here with my very special guest to begin the day with. There's going to be lots that's going to be happening over the course of the day, but Rebecca, Dr. Rebecca Napier is my special guest to start with. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Now, uh, first question, very, very important question. Dr. Rebecca Napier, the PhD is in what? (laughs) It's in the career development of gifted females. So, specialist research in... Students who've been enrolled in gifted high schools here in South Australia. Wow. So this is actually plays a very important sort of role in what we're going to be doing here today. Uh, can I also ask, sorry, I get a bit nerdy about this stuff, um, right. thesis topic. And is it? it's very important that your thesis title is longer wow. than the actual thesis <laughs> itself. Okay, it's been a year. You expect me to remember the whole title? Yes, I'll please. I'll go for it. Okay, yes. what is it? <laughs> the career development influences on gifted adolescent girls right. in selective entry high school programs in South Australia. There you go. Yay, look I at that. It. Well done. Congratulations. That's good. The reason we are here today is we've got a very special morning planned. Uh, we are on the verge of Gifted Awareness Week, which is happening between the 22nd and the 30th of May. Rebecca, could you tell us a little bit about what it is and sure. why it's important? Excellent. So, Gifted Awareness Week is a week that was initiated by our federal body and it is to really raise awareness that these students are unique. They have special needs uh, and special potential and that we need to support them as an education community, as parents within our communities so that they can really flourish. Okay, cool. Um, when So, you, 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 you did your PhD in Gifted Education. When did you first start getting involved in it as a, as a field um, in terms of what your, your work was? Formally. Um, so, it would have been back in 2010. I sat in my first Gifted Education class. I'd had questions around that for years. I'd always wondered, what's happening? We're spending so much time supporting our students with complex needs, but what are we doing for our bright students? And I sort of saw it as a slippery problem, a, a mystery. How do we how do we address this? And I went into my first class and within within a week I was enrolled in a master's and PhD and started working in the field into R to 12 schools shortly thereafter. And what was it that really got your kind of attention and really got you, I mean, just to, to enroll in a master's and PhD, I mean, that's that's a big step. That's not a kind of like, that's not an impulse purchase. That's like something that you need to really consider. Absolutely. Seriously, something must have happened during that session that you just went, Wow. My question, yeah, my questions started to be answered. So I guess I'd had questions since I first started doing teacher training. I had one student in particular who was in my fourth year placement, and there was just something about her that I could see she really needed something, and I didn't know how to give it to her. Yeah. Um, I was a young, you know, I was in my early twenties, not even officially into the career as a practicing teacher, but the questions were always simmering, and it just seemed like there were some crossroads. Um, in my life leading up to that, I think if, if I look back at one significant moment um, in terms of what made me go into the depth of study, mm. uh, I ran a marathon group in the country, in a little country town in Canada, town of 700. Marathon is in running? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not saying I'm a marathon runner, but we were being trained by a marathon okay. runner. It's just like I thought it could be like a, you know, a reading marathon. <laughs> no, or no, 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 an actual no, running. A marathon marathon. Yeah, we were t- a gr- I got a group of friends together, put some posters um, in some local towns, and we got a, a group of us together to be trained for the summer. And funny enough, I had a Rhodes Scholar join that group who mm. was a specialist in gifted education and raised some really good questions on a short run we had together. And that kept ticking. So I just had these questions building over And what the were those years. questions? Was it one that you remember that really sticks out? 
I do. I just remember him talking about gifted people. They have all these high abilities, but do they? Where do they end up in life? How are we supporting them? They're yeah. they're very bright as children, but what are we doing? If you look at the lifetime development of gifted people, sometimes they just don't get very far. And he was doing some research around that, and that just that question kept ticking. Um, how do how do I help in the classroom? But what's happening research wise worldwide with I, with this population? I think this is something that I really am looking forward to talking about today, and we'll get into what we're going to be doing today in just a second. But one of the things I'm really keen to explore is that idea of when um, you have a student with special needs in the classroom, you you pay very special attention to them to make sure that all their needs are being met. I think there's a misconception that if a child is kind of like gifted or has like really high abilities, you kind of go, oh, they'll be fine. They'll be okay. We don't need to really... So it's almost like you'd pay less attention to them. I mean, that's the, I guess, the um, the intuitive thing. You go, I need to pay less attention to their development than I would to even uh, just a normal mainstream student. Um, but it'll be really great to kind of like break that open when we actually mm. have these conversations. But before we get into that, can you talk a little bit about what we're actually here today to do. Excellent. So we've been in contact with a number of schools that have been happy to connect us with gifted students, students who have been identified through a psychological assessment um, that they are gifted or they've been nominated by teachers. And we're here to actually talk about what is it like to be gifted? What makes you unique? What do you need? Tell us a bit of your story. So we're going to be meeting with children ages 8 to 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. and their families and hearing just their voices. That's the main point of today, that as we're heading into Gifted Awareness Week, we thought this would be a great way to spotlight who are these children and that they're really in our classrooms and they really have unique needs and unique potentials and that we can do so much to support them. And what are your hopes for what we're going to kind of like, because we're going to get these families in um, because their families are coming as well, which is really excellent too. So we can kind of find it out from a parent's point of view as well and what their impressions are. But um, if you had a hope for what we might kind of explore today or something that some information or or an idea or an impression that we might be able to get of of uh, of these students their families their schooling their needs i mean what would your hope be sure. that we can kind of uncover today uh, well, I would love us to see what we're already doing well as a system yeah. and as the families, because I think there's a lot that's really happening that's very positive and it's great to highlight that. I think I'd really like us to listen in closely to their individual stories. I think we're going to hear five or six children speaking and I think we're going to hear five or six very different stories. We're not yeah. just going to hear your textbook nerd. We're not just going to hear your flourishing artists. We're going to hear these very diverse, interesting children and hear about what makes them tick yeah. and how can we take their life to the next level because it's really i mean and that's the interesting thing too because it's not just about the fact they're from different schools they're from different ages but like every um you know something that we talk about a lot in catholic education is about the whole person the whole student the whole child so there's so many other experiences and influences that also play a big part in their lives in their learning and in their own personal development as well so it's going to be i'm really looking forward to hearing all of these individual stories and how the 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 places they intersect and also the places that they diverge i think it's going to be really fascinating. Absolutely. All right. So we're here. We're just getting ready for them to arrive. You know, Ria uh, has, uh, uh, your wonderful assistant has laid out all this amazing uh, morning tea for us to all to have and enjoy together. Um, and we will be back shortly with the families and the students. Excellent. Thank you, James.
Okay, so our very first student guest of the day is Adela. Adela's from St Monica's School in uh, Walkerville. Welcome, Adela. It's great to have you here today. Yep. Fantastic. And Anna, her mum. Hello. Thanks <laughs> for having us. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for, for coming in today. Now, um, we really wanted to talk about your experiences, um, I guess, as, as someone who's, I guess, gifted is the term that, that, that's used. Can you tell me the very first experience you had, Adela, when you realised that your, um, your abilities were different in any way from the classmates around you? Was there one moment when you kind of went, oh, hang on a second, this is a bit different? Well, it was when I was in reception... I was on my readers and then I just skipped all the way to the last level for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go upstairs and then this girl was past me like, oh, Grady Wood. And I'm like, reception. And she's like, oh my goodness, what, what, what? And then she just walks off. And what was that experience like? I mean, did it seem unusual to you at the time when you were kind of, or were you just kind of reading at your own pace and you just kind of found yourself getting through them really quickly? Yeah, I just found that it was a bit easy. Okay, cool. That's lovely. When... Um, Because I'm pretty sure you've heard the term, people would talk about this whole idea about being gifted. To you, what does that term mean to you? Because there's probably a dictionary definition that I have no doubt you've probably looked up at some point. But like, um, what, to you, what does it mean to be gifted, do you think? Well, to me, that you may have a special ability that not everyone has. Mm Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you're completely different, though. You're still the same, okay. just in a different way. Talk to me a bit about what you mean by that um, in, in terms of, of, of difference in the same. Like, what to you was is the main thing that you think about being gifted makes you different? And what's kind of like the main thing that uh, is the same? Well, the main thing that would be different is that maybe I might have, like, different work to, to the other people in the class. Mm-hmm. The thing that being the same is that it doesn't like change much about like our lives. Okay, okay. When you say you're doing different work in class, how does that how does that work in terms of of how it works in that classroom setting? Well, I my teacher gave me some extension tasks okay. that I could do because other people do like spelling sheets, but mm-hmm. um, I have other stuff. I had to come up with um, 100 spelling words to last me the whole term. Okay. And then I've got to do a few, I've got to do some activities with those every week. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And how is that doing different work to the, the the students around you? How does that work in that setting? Because for you? Um, it's not like it's finished. Yeah. You, you can keep on going. Mm. And what's it like for you to be doing these different things? It it feels a bit more challenging than spelling sheets. Feels I'm in the right place. Okay. Okay. All right, Anna, thank you so much for coming along today and talking to us about what it's like to raise a gifted child. Thank you. It was really interesting hearing you talk before about how you see what it is like to be a gifted child, Mm. how important that is to you or how much that's discussed in your home. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, Adela, we've always raised her um, as an individual. um, And being gifted is not – it's part of her, but it's not the – only thing about her so at home she's like any other child Mm. Um, so it really affects her learning at school and how she's taught and um, how she's supported by her teacher great so when did you first realize that she was gifted what how did this come onto your radar because she's fairly young how old is she now she's eight yes Um, well being our firstborn we were really none the wiser 
Um, but I think around two, you know, some things um, about her behaviour, she had an exceptional memory um, and those things really stuck out. But as I said, because she was our firstborn, we were really none the wiser being first-time parents, sure. not really knowing what... Um, being gifted was at that time. Sure, just take yeah. her and love her as she was. Absolutely. Wonderful. So what's what do you think is the main difference in raising a gifted child compared to a child that might be developing in more typical ways? What's how, What stands out for you? So by now I'm guessing you've had some conversations with some other parents of highly able children or um, yeah. you kind of noticed how things might be done a bit differently in your home. What, yeah. what have you noticed? Um, well, I have to say that because... Um, Adela's very strong in her literacy. We kind of um, missed some milestones as parents and um, when she started school and reception and found out she had a higher um, literacy level than her her actual age, we were we weren't shocked, but we were quite surprised at the level. And so we felt terrible as parents because her preschool teachers had always, um, you know, communicated that she could read independently and we read a lot at home. But the reading, I think, was more me reading to her. Mm. And so we um, didn't quite realise what her level was at. And then, yeah, we felt that we had missed, you know, a major milestone in her learning and we hadn't supported her the way that we should have or could have. So I think that starting that journey really... um, kind of turned the blinkers on for us to be a bit more aware of where she was and what she needed. Sure. Well, it sounds like she slipped through and taught herself to read, (laughs) which actually happens to many gifted children and not all teachers pick that up uh, in when they first enter school. They don't always believe that they can read. Yeah. And it sounds like her teacher believed her and empowered her, which is great. Yes. Yes. She had, she's had wonderful teachers since she started at St. Monica's who have all been very supportive and um, been in tune to what she needs in terms of her learning. So Great. we're really, really grateful for that. Great. So it sounds like uh, having a gifted child can be a bit challenging, but also um, I'd love to hear about the rewards of, of raising a gifted child. Is there one thing? And I know you, you talked about Adela being a whole person and it's probably hard to slice out that little bit, but yeah. what is it about raising a gifted child that can be really rewarding or exciting or interesting? What makes that a unique journey, do you think? Yeah, well, a lot of the time I feel like I can talk to Adela as an adult um, and we can have those really interesting intellectual conversations Um, so it's it's having that um, she's got a very quirky personality a great sense of humor I think that's all things that have come through her being able to read being exposed to more um, types of information and text and um, so it's fantastic in other those ways and I think it also really depends on the personality profile of the child I think that really um, makes a difference because you know children are all individuals so being gifted you may have certain personality traits which will influence the way that they learn and behave as um, individuals sure yeah Let me ask you another question. Mm. What do you think is the greatest need for parents of gifted children? I know we're going to spend some time today talking about the needs of gifted children themselves, but when you think about parents within that space, what Mm. do you think they need? I think there needs to be more awareness. Um, Awareness in the community, within the system. Mm. There needs to be um, leaders that are aware 
that have advice from experts mm. um, who can lead change and um, make policies and guidelines and <coughs> excuse me feed that through um, teachers and um, schools, principals, um, so that those children are supported in the, the way that they need. Wonderful. We've got some exciting initiatives happening in this sector within the gifted education space and I'm pleased to let you know there are new policies in development and new provisions building within our system this year especially. Um, so that's really something exciting Fantastic. and wonderful to be able to highlight that as we lead into Gifted Awareness Week, yes. um, which is next week. And I just thought I would come back to Adela with just one more question. Adela, would you like to end on one question? Are you happy to do that? Yep. If you had one message that you would like people to know about what gifted children need, what do these bright children who are reading fat books in reception and... Um, having all this extra interesting homework on the side and your mind sparking in all sorts of different directions and interesting conversations. What did these children need, do you think? If you could say something to a, to a group of people who were interested, which I'm sure our listeners are. A group of people that care for them. Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. Alex, great to have you here. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, you're welcome. That's good. And Dad, Max, how are you going? Good to be here. Yeah, thank you. It is fantastic to have you here. Now, um, tell us a little bit about the very first moment that you can remember, the very first moment that you remember where you just went, actually, I think my uh, abilities in any particular area, be it music or academic or whatever, it's ahead of where other people are in, in a way that really stuck out to you can you tell me the story of that moment all right so it's a bit like Adela's story mm-hmm. from before um I was reading uh in reception uh do you know those Geronimo Stilton books wow Geronimo, Geronimo Stilton, Stilton absolutely in yeah reception I was reading the really thick ones that followed one story uh-huh. not the short story ones uh-huh. and then I looked at everybody else and they were all in the picture book aisle and I was right. wondering what they were doing there and I saw everybody <laughs> borrowing one or two books that were each about 15 to 20 pages. Mm-hmm. And then, Well, this is reception, you know, like yeah. that's kind of, that's the jam, you know, that's what people have there. Geronimo Stilton is definitely for, for older people, uh, for sure. Yeah. But you just, so what, you just kind of picked the book up, started having a look at it and going, yeah, I, I get this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I really liked it. And then I went to Miss Harrop. That's, that's my library teacher. So mm-hmm. not my library teacher, my librarian. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, aren't you a bit too young? And then I read about five pages to her. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward two years and I'm allowed to read senior fiction. Yeah, so, right. And how old are you now? Uh, now I'm 11. Okay, righto. That's that's huge. That's a big jump. Um, what When people say the term being gifted, like it's it's kind of it's a label, isn't it? It's something that people say a, a, as a word. It doesn't really inherently mean anything. But to you, like if you had to define it for yourself, what do you think being gifted means? Um, I think being gifted is a privilege that not everybody can have. Talk more so, about that. So, uh, being gifted in the way that it's a privilege is, I mean, it can be taken away if you don't use it to its full potential. And if you don't study hard enough and you don't work hard, 
then eventually it will start slipping away. Right. So you're saying it's not the be-all and end-all. The going like yeah. just being gifted means you can just kind of do everything that you want to. Everything comes easily. You still It gives you a, an opportunity and an advantage, but it's then what you make of it that, that, yeah. that matters. Nothing comes easy. No. That's a very good point. That's a really good point. If there was one thing that you think makes you uh, uh, different from your like schoolmates at school who are doing just normal mainstream stuff with with you know normal acab- academic abilities for for their particular age, one thing that makes you uh, different, but also one thing that makes you the same. What do you think would be those two things that you would choose there? Well, uh, one thing that makes me the same. A lot of people um, in my school or my peers they think that. Being gifted means that you have to be studying all the time and doing this and that. But uh, I think what's important about being gifted is that you can't listen to those people and you can't lose your personality because that's who you are. Okay. Being gifted is not everything about you. Do you think that there's a thing, because this is actually something that Adela was saying earlier on too, about that whole idea of... uh, you know, um, being gifted isn't everything, isn't every part of you. It's it's just one little section. Um, but um, do you think that can happen, that people who are, like, considered to be gifted can kind of just get lost underneath that kind of label of being gifted and people look at the abilities rather than the person? Yes. Yeah. That can – totally, that can happen. Um, it For a while uh, in my life, a lot of people just looked at me and they just thought, like, the first thing that came to mind was – Oh, that's a smart kid. Right. But um, it's important not to lose your personality because education is the best thing mm-hmm. for somebody, but you can't let that get ahead of you and you can't let that mean that you can't uh, make friends and you can't do anything. Yeah, right. Education cool. is a big part of, should be a big part of everybody's life, but it shouldn't be taking control. Yeah, can't be everything, yeah. definitely. Um You've got the opportunity now to kind of like talk to everyone out on the radio and on the podcast and, and really give a, uh, the benefit of your wisdom on this one. For in, in your experience, if you could let, some, let everyone know the one thing about what gifted children need, what would that be if you had to choose one thing? Well, like I said, being gifted is a privilege. So everybody who's gifted should have the right environment. They should have the right people to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And then they should have the right education. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, so we'd like to switch over to a focus on the parents now. Okay, so Max, great to have you along as well, supporting your son and Gifted Awareness Week as well. Thank you. So I would love to ask you, what was the moment when you first realised, and I know you've got an older son as well, but when did you first notice that Alex was particularly bright or gifted? Well, it's hard to pinpoint that uh, that moment exactly, but since he was very uh, young, we noticed that he has um, special abilities like uh, um, holding the books or holding objects, like when he was like just walking, you know, start walking, and um, uh, even uh, his attention to details, like when he gets a book with pictures and these oh. things, he trying to to draw things, you know what I mean. Uh, so uh, he was noticing things. Yeah, he, he was, was really noticing. noticing. Probably having an um, older uh, brother maybe helped him because, mm-hmm. like, there's four years old, uh, four years uh, difference between them. So uh, at that stage, whatever 
his older brother was uh, holding, he was trying to, to grab it or to, to do the same, you know, with him. So uh, he was keeping up or he was trying really yes, hard to keep up with his older brother. he uh, was in competition mode, <laughs> since early childhood. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask, what are some of the main differences between raising a gifted child and a child that's developing in more average or normal ways? Do you, is this something you pick up? Do you talk to other parents of bright children? What do you notice that's a bit of a different experience, different journey? Well, in general, there's no difference. Right? A, child, a child needs to be cared for, really. It uh, doesn't matter with the special abilities or not. But with the special peop- uh, children with special abilities, they, they need this attention of, like... Um, uh, getting to know their children, th- what's their strength, and mm. build on that, and uh, mm. nurture that uh, that uh, abilities they have. So uh, they have uh, more questions to ask, and you need to mm. to, to give the time. And you know, um, like with Alex, he asked so many questions uh, <laughs> when we had like uh, uh, to go to the hospital, for example, for his operation. He just kept going, questioning every. Every yes. instrument in the room and all these things. What's this that, that does? And uh, you know what I mean. And this is a blessing, really, and uh, exciting to to have a, a child like in your household. Yes, uh, it keeps you um, thinking and nice. uh, satisfy and trying to satisfy their curiosity mm-hmm. and all that. You know. So at times, do you find like he feel like he has endless questions for you? Which is uh, pleasing in the pleasing way, you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. yeah. It's intelligent questions, and uh, just you, you, you feel that uh, uh, this child has uh, so many things are going in his head, and uh, he wants que- uh, answers to these uh, questions. And sometimes, really, these questions uh, sound older than his age. You know what I mean? Can you give me an example of maybe a specific question he's asked that was sort of far above? What you already knew that maybe you had to research, or are there some big questions that stick out that he's asked in his lifetime? Like he, he talks, for example, he talks about being a marine biologist and all these yes. things. He's, he gives, like, I give him back the question: what, what, what do you know? What's involved in that thing? You know, what I mean, you have to be away from your family, away from the mm-hmm. civilization, underwater, these mm-hmm. things. And he he already researched these things, mm-hmm. um, and. Like he tells, as, as if he was there. Mm. You know what I mean? He was ready for some of your yeah, questions. Yeah. And about space, about other like uh, other adventurous things. Mm. You know what I mean? It sounds like you've got such a positive mindset about raising a child with so many questions and ideas. Pretty and much, it makes me uh, enjoying uh, spending time with him and with with my wife together. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and uh, I'm I feel lucky like uh, to have more time to spend with the, with the kids and. Uh, interact with them, ask them about their day in the, at school and what what uh, questions they have, you know. And, mm. yeah. So it sounds like you see many opportunities in raising a gifted child. Is there one particular one that stands out? Definitely having uh, these special uh, um, abilities uh, gives you more options in life and you have to build on, that, on this and these opportunities and mm-hmm. Keep it growing, you know what I mean? Mm. It's uh, like, um, for example, uh, having these abilities to learn quickly, to to be able to to read big books and all these things. Mm. It gives you uh, more spe- uh, respect about, about like f- the future and uh, it makes you thinking more seriously about the potential of this. So it sounds like your sure. whole your whole family is learning and growing together. Yes, am I right? Definitely. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, let me ask you one last question. So 
If you could speak to other parents of gifted children, what do you believe the greatest need of that group of people is? What do you need as a, as a parent of a gifted child that might be a little bit different um, to being a parent of... Talk a to your children and uh, listen to them, learn from them and uh, uh, feel if they have any special abilities and try to develop it and work with them and help them to, 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 to grow, help the growth of their child. You know, mm-hmm. Because sometimes you don't notice that your child may be asking so many questions, you might be running a busy life, you say, oh, I don't have time for you, for example, or maybe, because life is too busy, really, and, and the children grow qu- quickly, so before you notice it, you might miss, miss out on, on understanding your child at this early stage. So pay attention, is what you're saying, pay just pay attention. attention to what's going pay on in attention, their lives. Pay attention, spend uh, more time with them, uh, answer their questions, ask their ask questions as well to find out about their personalities because they are like adults like they have things going in their head and they need the answers to their questions and they're thinking ahead like with with uh, Alex he just sometimes feels like uh, he if we're thinking about something and we feel like I'm comfortable he comes and say what can we help what can we do what you know what I mean so it, you feel the responsibility Okay, so that's the end of part one for this episode of the podcast, but please jump on and listen uh, to the interviews that Rebecca and I did with uh, Charlotte, her dad Nick, Amy and her mum Kylie, and Alexa and her mum Fran in part two. The link is in the show notes of this episode. We'll see you there.